Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. In the spirit of Pre-Father's Day, money tips from dad for Father's Day, financial experts share their money advice they give their kids. That'd be interesting just to look at what some of the advice, and I, I actually enjoyed this. Okay, so Evan, first one, start learning about money at a young age. When, when did you start teaching your kids? Oh, gosh. Um, probably four. Well, How, four? Like, like yeah. investing money or just work ethic uh, get paid for chores money. I mean, saving. I, yeah, it's like for the, the very first point is, you know, saving. How do you get them to go and, yeah. and start putting money aside for a rainy day or, or start saving in general? Yeah, probably six or seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. this guy This guy actually wrote a book, uh, the DJ, uh, I'll, I'll, I will mess up his name. <laughs> it's Jane Tano or something like that. Uh, but anyway, he wrote a little children's book, Larry and the Bunny Saves His Money. <laughs> <laughs> Larry the bunny saves his money. So he was, he used the example of carrots. He says, you know, every time that his, um, every time that his dad uh, would, uh, you know, he give him, he get money. He said, you know, taught him, put a little away. He says, every time you work and you get your pay, you know, save two carrots for another day. You know, so you, you have so many carrots that you're given and you have, you know, he gets 10 carrots each day. This bunny does. And he says, so you save two carrots, two of those carrots for another day. 20, 20%. That guy's going to have a lot of carrots he, when he he's, retires. He's going to be, <laughs> he's going to have more carrot than a diamond, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So not bad. Uh, and then it says, uh, one way to help your kids learn more about the value of dollars, pay them an allowance yeah. doing chores and start them at an early age. Did you do an allowance? We paid for chores. We didn't, I don't think we ever had an actual allowance. I didn't either. Uh, we had we chores, work done. and then we would uh, we would give the kids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, physical money uh, for Sunday, so that they could get in the habit of giving. But that di- that didn't come out of their chore money. We didn't cover the mechanics of that till probably you know nine ten ish. Yeah. Okay. So that that's uh, that sounds very similar to kind of the way I I did things. Not that it's necessarily one way is the right one way is right versus the other. Uh, another thing, the second lesson was understand that time is your most valuable asset. So one person said to me a long time ago that the eighth wonder of the world was the compounding of money over time. And, you know, just as an example of this, you know, just to give you an idea of how big of a deal this is, because we talk about compound interest and you mm-hmm. think, well, it's a big deal. And a lot of people will come in and they'll say, oh, man, you know, I got a real sta- late start in life. And I you know, think, yeah, you know, or you'll hear younger people say, you know, I'll get to that. I'll save, you know, later. And, and you know, I got right now I got to buy a house. We're going to be doing this. We got to go and put an addition on. We're going to go and do, you know, do this. We need a new <laughs> car. And, you know, there's all kinds of there's always something else that's, you know, yes. More compelling, right? <laughs> Let's say if you'd use an example. Ready for this one? Take $5,000 a year. And for 40 years, you put this $5,000 away. And let's say that you capture the rate of return, historic rate of return in the S&P 500, just 10%. Let's just use that as an example. 
your 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 money that you put away is how much? Two hundred thousand, right? You put five thousand away per year for forty years, two hundred thousand dollars. The amount of money that you end up with, if the rate of return is that after forty years, is over two point two million. Oh, I would have guessed higher. Two point two million. So less than ten percent of the money that you have in 40 years is money that you put there. Right. Less than 10, just let that wrap your brain around that. 90% of the money that is in that account is just the growth on the money. And and you didn't put 200 up front. Either. No. You put five a year. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, so you look at that and go, well, what if I put that amount away at the historic rate of return of treasuries? Now you have 377. Yeah. So literally, now you have a situation where more than than half of what you put away, more than half of what the account value is, is money that you put there. Yeah. Big difference. Really big difference. Uh, Next one was, and then, you know, the purchasing power. You look at that and your purchasing power, well, you know, Purchasing power is probably, after taxes, less than what you actually put away, if you look at it that way, because after inflation. close. Invest in yourself. So, you know, the idea being here that, you know, you can invest in markets, but also invest in yourself. This is one that I like, too. Yes. Yeah. You know, so could you ever teach that? Is that something, a lesson that you gave? Um. I would say we modeled that more and we, we had the conversations about it. Um, we have always talked with the kids about getting expert advice in some area mm-hmm. or taking a class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've seen Cindy and I go to marriage retreats over the years, mm-hmm. or, you know, I may go to a speaking clinic or something. And so they've, they've observed that there, you never stop learning for sure. Well, you know, going, you know, yeah. becoming a certified financial and, planner and, just, and then becoming yeah. a, an, an enrolled agent like you did. And, right. And, you know, there's myriad tons of just the, the amount of education that you've picked up, you know, yeah. throughout the course of yeah. your career and, you know, to but better saw, yourself. But they saw Cindy do that too. I mean, she would right. go to cooking classes. She, I mean, you know, just, you know, I call her domestic goddess on, you know, government forms and stuff like that. So we've, that's probably been more of a modeling thing, to be honest, than saying, you know, you need to take 5% of your income and invest in yourself. We've probably not had that conversation. That'd be a good one to have. Yeah. And and I don't know that it's necessarily saying foot five for, you know, yeah. a certain amount but, of money, but there's the point is they said here says that when you're young, your amassing money is not nearly as important as building relationships and gaining knowledge and skills. Well, you know, you want to kind of do it. You put money aside too, but you also, yes, absolutely build relationships and it's who you know. Not necessarily what you know so right. often, right? I yeah. mean, that's that's what we always hear in gaining knowledge and skills. I often talk about diversification. Now, I would say it's not necessarily amassing money that's the issue. It's diversifying in your investment portfolio between stocks and bonds isn't as important. It's more important to have more stocks typically when you're younger yeah. because your time horizon is so long, whereas diversifying between stocks and bonds becomes far more important when you're older, but diversifying in your knowledge, your skills, your abilities, and and those types of things, tremendously important when you're young, because the world changes so fast that even if you have a good degree, a lot of your knowledge may be obsolete after five or 10 years, especially as the world changes. Even we talk about AI, right? Yeah. 
I mean, you look at that and go, well, how fast is the world going to change? You need to kind of keep that in the back of your mind that you'll always need to be growing. And you want to take advantage of opportunities to learn new skills. You know, if somebody's teaching something, go, hey, how do you do that? I want to know a little bit more about what you do and, and making sure that you invest in, in those ways as well in your professional life, because you just never know how the world's going to change in your feet. Uh, number four, start off with a cushion to give yourself financial flexibility. You know, so kind of the idea of <laughs> pay yourself first. Yes. But, you know, I think about early years for me, Evan, I would put money aside even though when my income was extremely low. Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to start a company when right. I was literally going, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just knew that I had to save because that's mm -hmm. what I was taught to do is save. And then when the opportunity came to actually leave a firm selling health insurance and disability insurance, life yeah. insurance and all that stuff, I was able to say to the boss, Hey, you know what? I kind of want to go my own way. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he, I, I always love what his response was, well, Paul, you kind of always gone your own way. I mean, it was, it was a great, <laughs> right. it was a great breakup. I mean, but the, the reality was that I was able to make that move yeah. and be able to get an office and be able to hire an assistant because I had actually prepped beforehand, mm -hmm. but it was like success is when preparation meets opportunity. And I strongly believe that. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I've, I'm maybe on the other side of that coin in that story, to be honest. And mm -hmm. so in thinking about the lessons, how to characterize it, I mm -hmm. think we did tell the, teach our kids how the value of taking risk mm -hmm. and uh, not just always playing it safe. And so uh, you were talking earlier about um, your person describing the sales process of how to design this product laden portfolio was the mm -hmm. ideal situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I'd, I'd left a similar situation uh, with a large firm. And uh, when I, when I realized I just couldn't do that anymore, I, I quit. Mm -hmm. And I had, I was with a company that had a very aggressive non-compete agreement. And so, you know, I was basically starting over and we chewed through reserves fairly quickly. This was kind of during 2001 and two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you had reserves. That was the point. Yes, but they weren't big enough. They weren't big enough. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so, you know, so I was working, you know, I was running a forklift, uh -huh. third shift and rebuilding a business during the day. Wow. And so, you know, so the kids saw the work ethic and all yeah, of sure. that. But, yeah, I guess so. Um, but they learned, you know, that it's better to have a bigger reserve than a smaller reserve. And so some, you know, some of those lessons you almost have to bang your head against a wall for, for some of those to sink in. And well, I got to so, ask you a question. Though. So, so yeah. what, you, what you're saying here, I think this is interesting. Do you ever feel any kind of resentment that you didn't get help from the outside when you were going for this? Because sometimes- help what, from the outside. Yeah, do you mean? like parents helping you out because they saw that you were struggling. It seems like you- Oh, they didn't know. They didn't know. No, we, you know, we didn't tell them. Oh, Wow. Um, there was, there was one point where, you know, I, I was actually expanding something and I talked to my dad about borrowing some money from him once things had actually improved uh -huh. to, to grow. But, uh, no, we, uh, we had, I, I didn't live close to family. We, neither one of us were living close to family. And so, um, yeah, they, they didn't really know. So I just certainly don't resent them for not helping yeah. out. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it, it's just that the, the idea of, 
being out on your own and this separation, you got to leave to cleave, right? You know, the, that whole idea yeah. is just that movement away. Yeah. And, and the character I find, because my parents were the same way. I'm just going to tell you. My parents were, <laughs> figure it out, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was kind of it. Right. But they knew that I was struggling. But mm-hmm. it was funny because I ne- didn't have the resentment. They knew I was struggling, but I didn't have the resentment because I was just like, no, I'm going to figure this out. I'm supposed to figure this out. And, you know, that yeah. was kind of what went through my mind. I was just curious whether you had the same because well that that's the idea here that i was taught to save 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 yes. save save and then i didn't really know why i was saving though that was the interesting thing mm. it didn't really make any sense to me until that day came when i had to make that break away from that company to go off on my own i was like oh this is why i was saving and it reminded me of something that this physician said one time that i loved he said, you know, when it comes to money, he says, it isn't necessarily, I, I worked my whole life thinking it was so important. And he said, now that I'm getting toward retirement, it just, I figured out its importance. It gives me options. Mm-hmm. And I just like that philosophy. Now, this one guy gave a piece of advice that I go, ooh. Uh, Weinberg encouraged his son to make monthly contributions to other investments through mutual funds or fractional share purchases which let people invest in stocks on a dollar uh, amount rather than by purchasing whole shares of the company. I, that was, you know, I was like, don't get, no, 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 not individual stocks. <laughs> yeah. 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 We haven't talked. Well, I mean, the kids did grow up around, you know, Nobel prize winning academic yeah, that, that is, that portfolios. Is, yeah, that is good. Their entire life. Yeah. Your, your kids um, had, had so it good because, you know, they're both in the thrift savings plan. You know, you know, both boys are in the military. Right. And so they're both funding TSP, um, one is doing some additional investing outside, you know, for a Roth and right, so forth. Right, right, right. The one which, that doesn't have two children. Which is good because <laughs> because the TSP is not that diversified. No. Um, but uh, prior, prioritize, this one was prioritize happiness. Um, you know, that, that can be, that can go all different. That, that would be a yeah. whole philosophical conversation was the last piece of advice given. But, you know, the idea is, I, you know, I like what a pastor friend of mine said, happiness is based on what's happening. Uh, joy you can have with you all the time. Yeah, I thought there that, you go. I thought that was an interest way, well, interesting my, way. Interesting. My favorite piece of advice from my dad, yes, on investing, mm. was if the check has your name on it, cash it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times I heard that over the years. Like, got it. That's interesting. <laughs> okay, so there's your advice. Hey, folks, I want to tell you something I'm really excited about. My new book, Confident Financial Planning, is finally out. It's in paperback, hardcover. Kindle version, and I actually have an audiobook version of it. Uh, it talks about building your financial castle. I use that throughout the book, talking about your investments, your financial plan is kind of like a castle. You have your savings and your emergency funds. I talk about that debt, good debt, bad debt. I talk about special goal funds and how to set those things up and how to invest for those types of special things that you might want to do in the future types of retirement accounts, different types of taxation of investment accounts, talk about real estate investing and pros and cons of that, how to project retirement assets, and your moat. You know, that's how you protect your castle. It's the risk management aspect of a financial plan. You want to find out more about that? You go to paulwinkler.com forward slash book to get it. And I hope you enjoy. Getting people asking you about um, digital currencies? Evan, 
Every once in a while, yeah. Do you? Yes. What do you say to them? Um, well, I usually start out with a, a series of questions, mm-hmm. and particularly if it's if the if the context for the question is I'm worried about the government is going to this digital currency, you know, something like that. Okay. Not just, you know, should I invest in Bitcoin? I say yes. You know, it's like that's the crack cocaine of you know, right. stay away. Yeah. Um, but if they're just asking about it, the <laughs> the, the first crack. <laughs> the first thing I say is, how much cash do you actually spend on a given day? Yeah, actually physical dollars. Yeah, and yeah. usually the answer is uh, not much. No. You know, I use my <laughs> debit card, checks, you know, yeah. pay online, my whatever. And so my next statement is, we're already in a world of digital currency. You're just using your debit card or your phone. Well, privacy con- is the big a deal. Transaction, yeah. You know, privacy is the big deal. Is everybody worries about that? They, yeah. You know, with this particular type of form of digital currency, the privacy would go down. And in and there was something that actually I saw on this particular topic. It was interesting. U.S. has not de- yet determined whether it will pursue digital currency, says Treasury official. Uh, based on last week's regulatory onslaught, it seems U.S. authorities do not like digital currencies. They said, but essential bank digital currency. That has not been ruled out, but it says representing the Treasury Department was clear that the fact the United States is not yet determined whether it will pursue one. He did say, however, that the Treasury is leading an interagency working group to study the potential of one. And that's what keep people keep talking about. It's imminent, all that stuff. But that's the big thing is just the, the privacy. And, you know, you look at it and we've talked about this before, but you walk around. I was no kidding. <laughs> Roofing, having some roofing work done this uh-huh. week. Okay. Right. This is not a joke. And we have a Mexican crew. I got a text in Spanish on my phone. Just because it heard the uh, lingo? Because they heard them talking. Interesting. I yeah. got a text in Spanish on my phone. You talk about privacy. Come on. Do we really have as much privacy as we really think that we do? Well, that's usually where I go next is, <laughs> you know, the credit card companies already know where you're spending your money. Mm-hmm. Kroger's, Publix, Wally World, you know, <laughs> Wally you've, got, World. <laughs> you've got a frequent, you know, frequent buyer number at all those places. Mm-hmm. Anyone could tell you how many potato chips you bought in the last, you know, two years. Mm-hmm. And so to me, there, we have no privacy anyway. And that's, that's a different conversation. Right. But I just don't see the digital currency changing anything that much. Well, and you look at it as of December of 2022, how many countries are actually looking at this? Because there was the America's looking at it. It was like twenty-two or something, wasn't it? In that article, one hundred and fourteen. Okay. Yeah, one hundred and fourteen countries are looking at a digital currency, which represents ninety percent of the global GDP, and they're researching how they should do it. You know, so you look at this and go. But that's the big issue. That's what they're looking at is how do we keep privacy and all of that. That's going to be that's big holdup. So they're going to they're going to figure that out. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do? Go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors. 
and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.